Welcome to Minute 117 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today yeah. once again is Mark Hoffmeyer from Deep Blue Sea, the uh, podcast, and movies, films, and flicks, even though he wants to start talking before I introduce him. Hey, Mark. It's so funny, because when you're used to having, sorry, when you're used to having a podcast, it's like, hey, hello, and welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and then on Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, we're like, Hey, it's Jake Lewitt, and it's Mark Hoffmeyer. So when you said your name, I'm like, hey, I'm up now. It's like, it's muscle memory. No and problem. then I just kept no laughing. Problem and then all. I was like, well, I'm not. So I'm, I'm sorry I hijacked your intro. No, no but, problem at all. And I'm also apologizing for the long episode that we had last time before. But I just got talking, and we had a good time talking about the backflips and cartwheels and all that kind of stuff. And that was a fun episode, the last yeah. episode we had. I've changed a lot since then. <laughs> just want to give you a heads up. Mark, I don't mind the long episodes. Hopefully hopefully our listeners will, will have enjoyed it, so therefore it shouldn't make a difference. So don't worry do about you that. Think the greatest, do you think The Great Escape was responsible for the uptick in barbed wire tattoos? It's a very good question, but I assume not because I doubt that that uptick began in the 1960s. <laughs> That's what I would think, Maybe. But, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. There's mainly sailor tattoos back then. <laughs> uh, possibly. It's yeah. a good point. When did Sailor Jerry get going? No idea. It's good rum. No. Because uh, Sailor no. Jerry was a tattoo artist. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you look that up and uh, and, and let everyone get it, get the answer for that. Yep. For know, the um, Sailor Jerry minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, well, uh, episode 117 starts with Roger pulling on the rope. And goes all the way till Colin lying down on a trolley. As we discussed yesterday, they just set up the rope that is not long enough or too long, however you want to look at it. You know, based on Mark and I discovered yesterday that, you know, they have 30 feet of rope to, to reach uh, 55 feet or so. <sighs> it's, it's magic rope. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Harry Potter, it's Harry Potter rope. It's rope that, that you know, that, that will keep going. There you go. And it's British. I wonder. It's British. So it's the, these aren't muggles. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Maybe they thought thirty meters, as opposed to thirty feet. I don't know, because he asked for thirty feet of rope. He asked for thirty feet of rope, and he said that we're digging down thirty feet. Yeah. All those months ago. You think Attenborough, when he was cl- listen, climbing up this ladder. On those rickety, because I'm assuming they use the bed, the pieces on from the bottom of the bunks. Yeah. Okay. But does it seem? Do you think that's secure? No. <laughs> Come on, we've seen how many times that this has caved in. You know, it, it's not that secure. Yeah. But maybe the ladder is a little more secure than than the rest of it. Especially since I want to do it's, it's a magic. It's a magic ladder. Also. Magic you know, ladder. Because they they climb up want... thirty feet really quickly. <laughs> Is there like a trampoline that they jump up on and then they get up that thing? Wait a second, but but is it possible that that this is all done on a slant that they've 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 you know the tunnel goes up so that this room that they're sitting in is not necessarily thirty feet down? Is that possible? Oh man, that seems because that would I mean, that would, that would the, the, give us a little bit more. It's interesting though, but building a cart. Your cart would just constantly slide. It's a roller coaster. Backwards. <laughs> that's true. So that's, yeah. So then you wouldn't really need because they have to pull it back with the rope. So there's no slope. 
right. in this tunnel. Well, that's a great thought. But that adds a whole bunch of that. That seems that that's real. That's a good thought. No, because looking How at many, looking at the three of them sitting in this in this bunker or station or whatever you want to call it, it it looks like it's sloped a bit. Maybe maybe. But again, yeah. it's not. I mean, no one's perfect. Much. Yeah. So I mean, look, they're twenty nine feet. Let's say. Yeah. How many steps are in this ladder? So. Step like the ladder rungs are normally what, eighteen inches apart. Yeah, but they're using the bed frame, so they're not going to. be... Yeah, the beggars won't be choosers. You know, yeah, you're right. They're, they're trying they're, to escape a POW camp, not go to the Ritz. Exactly. They're they're not going to look for somebody who's going to be able to, to to do this perfectly. In order to anybody, if any of the great escape characters complained about. This ladder, which one would it be? Like this rat, like they're not happy about it. Hmm. None of them are really whiners. Yeah, no one does complain, do they? Yeah. So it'd be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure if any of them would would be considered the one who would be the complainer. Because like, uh, obviously we, we we all have something against Cavendish, but I don't think Cavendish would complain. You know. No. Um, Sedgwick wouldn't complain. Sedgwick might complain, but you know, he's got his own problems with trying to get his. We'll, we'll talk about that later in the week. What he's trying to get through. Oh yeah, yeah. I, Ives might not have liked it because mm. he was. Just... Well, Ives would have been if Ives would have lived. He would still be. He would be yeah. completely nuts at this point. <laughs> he would. Yeah, uh, they would not want to take him with. Exactly. They would say, uh, "Sorry, Archie, you're staying here." Yeah, you can't. Ives would have been a liability by then. Yeah. But Donald Pleasance they could still take because it's Donald Pleasance. And he's blind, so he's not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he's just going to go along see. with the ride. Exactly. He doesn't see that, they're, that, that uh, the, the step ladder might not be so comfortable. Hmm. Right. All right. Well, at this point, we, we're... <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. No, I, it's a later episode. It's a later episode. I just love James Garner's reaction to a certain yeah, yeah. Right, being we'll, told that for we'll, sure. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. All right. At this point, Roger continues uh, to, to tie that rope, and then he makes a, a managerial decision that he's not going first. He wants, you know, Ashley Pitt to go first because if they're going to shoot somebody, they might as well shoot him instead of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really nice, though, the first one through. He's really nice to uh, McQueen when he leaves. They have yeah, that nice handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them just give give McQueen a tap on the shoulder. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he actually gives him a handshake, uh, but but we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. So so then we see you know actually Pitt standing there holding onto the rope. And what's interesting is is that they they say that he's going to give a signal, but they don't really say what type of signal it's going to be. They, they didn't tell Eric. Okay, wait till you feel a, a tug on the rope. You know, just hang onto the rope. You know, like if, am I going to be pulled up? <laughs> is that what's going to happen? He's going to you know. Magically pull him up, and then then we get a shout of Mark the Goon. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark the Goon walking in the background. That's right. Who once again is just only looking in the compound, you know, <laughs> because thankfully he's not hearing any noises. Mm-hmm. Then we get McQueen. It, it's funny the way that he angles the the rope when he's trying to put a pulse through it or whatever you want to call it. You know, if you know, yeah, he like has his hand and like jerks it underneath in order to to like tap the the, the rope a little bit. I, I don't know if that's something that someone would normally do. And it's another McQueen. It's another McQueen special. There you go. He has to do it weird, right? It, right? it has to be weird. That is very true. And then Ashley Pitt uh, gets ready, and obviously he needs to go really quickly. But instead of going really quickly, he he, he takes the time to once again speak to everyone and says, uh, I'll "See you in Piccadilly." And then Max says to him, "Scott's Bar." So Scott's Bar in Piccadilly. Have you ever? Did you, did you check to see what that is? 
You have any? I did not. Ah. I, did, I mean, I, I. All right. Scott, I mean, well, Scott, I would. Yes, go ahead. I would love to meet somebody at a bar after escaping from a POW camp. Get a nice pint of lager. <laughs> enjoy myself a little bit. Yeah, but think about how many months it's going to be till you get there. It's not as if it's that's, tomorrow. I mean, something to look forward to. That's true. But that that's the whole idea, that they're, they're all going to yeah. eat uh, you know, at uh, Scott's Restaurant. Now, I, I did a quick search and can find it on Wikipedia. It's actually a seafood restaurant located at 20 Mount Street in Mayfair, London. It used Whoa. to be known as Scott's Oyster Rooms in and it was opened even uh, before 1850. No one knows the exact date of when it was opened. And in 1891, it became Scott's Oyster and, and Supper Rooms. Then in 1967, it moved to where it is right now on Mount Street. It wasn't at Mount Street at the time. And this was also known as a favorite restaurant of Ian Fleming. Uh, oh. Yes. So we have the whole James Bond uh, connection here. It was actually attacked twice in 1975 by the IRA. So I, I found that to be a little interesting uh, tidbit about uh, you know the fact that, that you know they, they they even mentioned the fact this this Scott's bar, meaning that you know when when they wrote this script in 1960 plus you know sometimes between yeah. 1960 and 1963 you know they they thought to add that in to to talk about Scott's bar. Are you an oyster fan? I love oysters. Uh, sorry, I only eat kosher, so I don't eat uh, any seafood. Uh, so no, no oysters for me. <laughs> you can got it. you can enjoy them. That's fine. <laughs> oh no, I will. Right. They're delicious. Not a problem. <laughs> right now, I'll go cook some up. It's fine. Can, we, can I? No, I'm joking. You can. I you know I'm I'm far away from you, so I don't have to worry about uh, you know getting getting tempted. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest episode in the history of the Great Escape Minute. The episode in which Mark cooks up oysters, Rockefeller, while recording. <laughs> It'll be well, a first. All right. That would be. Well, it be a first in this podcast or in any podcast? That's oh, no. Question. They've done that before on the uh, Lake Placid podcast. Ah, yeah? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for it on that one. I have <laughs> absolutely no idea. Never never heard that they did that. So maybe. maybe I'll just should... make that up. No, I just maybe. made that up. You never know. All right, so You're right. They, they decide that they're going to meet at uh, Scott's Bar. Ashley Pitt climbs up, once again, quite quickly, because we don't know how far the, that ladder really is. He's able to still, you know, with two hands, put put his briefcase on the ground, making sure that, you know, we see Goon Mark in the background. <laughs> Sorry. Still not paying attention. <laughs> exactly. Still not paying attention. And he stands up and runs across the field. You know, it's, you stand fully up, and then you do a little crouch. Like, exactly. Come on. Exactly. He couldn't even do a s slick roll like McQueen did. He's not as agile, you know. Can we can we talk about something? Sure. So I was doing some research about how these people would escape these tunnels. Have you researched this? I have, but go ahead. Oh, oh. so there, there would typically, they said a lot of these characters, but the costume designer made such excellent costumes, but they would typically be naked. That is correct. When they were escaping. No, they were naked. Oh, you've already when, talked no, no, about no. It. They were naked when they were digging. Oh, naked when they were digging, not when they were escaping. Not when they were escaping. They, they would risk having all the. Man, imagine Guard Mark turning around just seeing, like, Steve McQueen Streaking doing by. naked backflips. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll let him have it again. Jeez, these guys are, go these guys are getting creative with it. Oh, so, okay, so they would. Because, I mean, you're right. Let's say. You're doing a check. You're a German guard, and you do a check, and there's one guy who just has a lump of dirt on his head. You're going to know what they're up to. Exactly. For sure. 
What do you mean on his head? It doesn't even need to be on his head if it's on his clothes. So that was the whole idea that well, they didn't they didn't dig in their clothes. They would be completely naked. Now I, I don't know about you, but I would feel very uncomfortable digging next to other naked men. Yeah. If it meant survival, why not? Okay. Right. True. Probably right, there's me, something to that. I mean boxers because you just put pants right over it. I don't know if prisoner of wars had exactly. boxers. They probably didn't. That's extra fabric. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've, just, we've discussed it so many times over over the last few months. The fact that that uh, you know the the clothes that that all of these characters have, you know, they're they're pretty much in pristine shape, even though they've been in prison for for so many years. You know, you'd think that they'd be wearing rags by now, but they're not. But that's because they have a good tailor with Griffiths that's able to amazing to tailor. Sure. Oh my. Yes. Yes. And great turtlenecks. You've already talked turtlenecks, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. But the turtlenecks was, were, are part of the uh, are part of the RAF. Yeah. Battle gear or whatever you want to call it. There's yeah. a massive article. Maybe I can send you send it to you. You've probably read it, but it just breaks down James Garner's entire wardrobe. I found a website, and that it's does really. That. I found a website yeah. that breaks down every one of the characters' wardrobes immensely, yeah. and not even not even just turtleneck. Like everything, it's. It's why it's a lot, but it's a really wonderful breakdown of all the outfits. And I was looking through it in preparation for this, but I also figured, I mean, the turtleneck is so iconic. You've been you've talked about it for years, so I wanted to cover different angles instead of talking about that. You, you can if you want. I mean, it's what is it? He has a here an ivory ribbed knit wool turtleneck, Royal Navy Submariner sweater with long set in sleeves, and a great hat. The way he wears that hat is yes. pretty great. He wears it like the captain from Up. Yes, yes, he no, does. No, 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 Wally, Wally. Wally, Wally, Wally. Like the right. captain of yeah, Wally. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right. I, now, I have a question. I knew this what you meant, so that, that's fine. You're getting out of this hole. What's your, what's your climbing out of this 30-foot hole form? It's a very good question. I, again, it all has to do with, with how much traction you have below you. You know, mm-hmm. you know you're climbing up the, the ladder, and you're, you're carrying your bag at the same time. You know, you, you, at some point you gotta stand. You gotta stand there balancing yourself without. You know, you're holding your bag by balancing your yourself without without your hands touching anything. And then you put the bag down, and then you have to lift yourself up. Definitely not like uh, hilts. I wouldn't be able to do that. No, yeah. no flip from me. No cartwheels or anything like that. It's that's it's a very good question. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to go dig a dig a hole in in my backyard try and check that out to see how. Because that's what I did for this. Like my wife and I dug underneath our house, and then we we built it all up. We used all the wood from our own home in preparation for this, and I to figure out how I would exit. And it doesn't look pretty. I just sort of crawl out, grab my bag, and I crouch and run. And but that, I never stayed all did, the way up. How did Megan get up? Oh, she just flew. Oh, okay. <laughs> she. <laughs> all right. Thanks. But yeah, it's uh. That works. It's, Why not? Never stand all the way up. No. Guard Mark almost saw that. Exactly. Guard Mark went. Guard Mark would be annoyed if he saw that. Actually, Guard, listen, the guy, the guy was was streaking. I let him have it. The guy did cartwheels and a backflip. Let him have it. That's that's just an insult right there. The way he got out. So yeah, yeah you can't insult Guard Mark. That's very true. All right, so Ashley Pitt shows up, gets gets over to Hilts, and uh, you know, tells him thank you, stretches out his hand. Which again, you know, he seems to be wasting a little bit of time with this, and uh, because he's also interrupting Hiltz, because Hiltz is trying to pay attention to what Guard Mark is doing, <laughs> you know. 
as to when he's supposed to be, you know, letting the next person in. Now, the the next person that goes in is actually pretty funny because he, he starts up the ladder. He's he's not wearing a hat. But when he comes out of the hole, he's wearing a hat. So he's yeah. he's he's able to, to put his hat on as he's climbing up that that, that ladder. I, I'm it I, I kept I, I watched that, that little interaction you know, the the scene switching between between inside the tunnel to outside the tunnel. I must have watched it at least fifteen times just to try and figure out if it's supposed to be the same character or not. And and I came to the conclusion that it is supposed to be the same character. But again, it doesn't make sense the the fact that he wasn't wearing a hat when he's climbing up the the, the ladder and then he pops out of the hole with, with a hat on. And then he also runs across. You know, crouching a little bit but not really yeah. and he, he just claps uh hilts on the on the on the back if that and wait, does he even clap on the back? He might he might be just completely ungrateful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming up with the hat listen this this is a classic Dark Knight situation where even though it's really well edited, like Christopher Nolan had a scene where Batman goes under a bridge during daylight, wait, comes he out of the bridge, or under the him. tunnel. Right. He does clap him okay. on, the, on the back. But for like a fraction of a second. See, he doesn't want to waste his time. I mean, you, he's got to do his fancy rope pulling. But I, I think the edit, they knew it. They caught it. I, I bet you the, this, this, the scripty, the script supervisor got in a little bit of trouble, the continuity there. But it's one of those things where you have to watch a lot. I've seen this movie five times, but I don't think I've ever picked up on that. No, I've, no, so I've, I've seen it more than five times, and I've never picked up on it. So, I mean, it's so engrossing, right? And that's kind of a Dark night situation where they go under a bridge and it's daylight. They come out of the bridge after a three-minute action scene. It's completely dark. Right. It's just... Well, it's because it's the dark I mean, night. I, come on, it has to yeah. be dark. <laughs> How fast is the sunset in Gotham? I mean, what is... This is not normal. Well, a few weeks ago, I actually discussed the, about sunset in Poland in, in August of 1944. And sunset is only at 9. Now, last week, we discussed the fact that, that it was 6.30 when they were getting ready to, to escape. So, again. <laughs> oh, in August. Yeah. Uh, oh. And, and sunrise is at like 4.30 in the morning. There's basically only seven hours of, of, of uh, darkness in Zagan, Poland. Or actually, I think it did Warsaw because I couldn't find it in Zagan. Yeah, but seven hours of, of darkness. They're not going to be able to, to get out 76, um, 76 men. That's part of the reason why they escaped in March. As opposed to in August, like in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, because, I mean, that's really going to cut down your working time right there. Yes. When it gets... Oh, geez, Louise. Correct. That's really and, cool. No, but I, I, think, I think the reason that the the, the, this, the the guy with the hat, without the hat, whatever you want to call him, the reason that he didn't waste any time tapping uh, Hiltz on the shoulder is because, you know, right before we see Roger looking at his watch. And starting to get a little annoyed. So he probably noticed that and said, all right, I don't want to hold things up. I'm going to get out of here as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And then the, the scene cuts to, to Colin, or, or basically, and Colin here looks like an invalid, you know, where they have to help <laughs> him onto the trolley. You know, he's, he looks like, you know, my grandfather, you know, he's in a, he's in, he's, you know, when, when, when my grandfather was in the hospital, you got to, you know, hold his arm in order to, to move him from the bed to the, to the chair or whatever it is. And that's what Henley's doing here. Oh, yeah. He's, He's, he's doing a nice job of it, regardless. That, that's pretty much the end of the minute. But once again, I have to, uh, you know, talk to Mark about uh, my top five. Of <laughs> so, how? First of all, I'll, I'll start this with a question: How many movies feature uh, Piccadilly Circle Circus? 
It's not specifically Piccadilly. It's not Scott's Bar. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying Piccadilly in general. Now, I did I did a search on two different sites and got two completely different answers. I, I did it on IMDb, and I checked on Go Compare. 17. Okay. Well, Go Compare says that there are 49 films that have some oh. part of it either filmed or shows Piccadilly Circus. And according to IMDb, there's 166. 1,700. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'm now going to mention six films that are filmed in Piccadilly Circus, and I want you to rank them, Mark. All okay. Right? You paying attention? They're uh-huh. obviously going to be very British, most of them. You know, nothing you can do about that. Makes sense, because something has to take place in Britain, but not necessarily, as we'll see shortly. Bridget Jones's Diary, 2001. All right. 28 Days Later, 2002. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, 2011. Fast Furious 6, 2013. Yes. The 39 Steps, 1935. Alfred Hitchcock again. And the final one, a movie that you just mentioned just a few minutes ago, The Dark Knight, 2008. I have no idea what they filmed in The Dark Knight there, but it was listed. So... That's a, We're talking our favorites, correct? Sure, why not? <laughs> Fast and Furious 6, number one. Best. And then I'll go 28 days later. Then I'll say the 39 steps. Bridget Jones. Uh, and what's the... Yeah, I already, yeah I Harry forgot. Potter and, and the Dark oh, Knight. Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, Harry Potter and... Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, I believe you said it was, and then Dark Knight. Because I don't remember Piccadilly and Dark Knight. Yeah, so that's why I'm putting it way last. But but you're saying that you don't like Dark Knight, or you're saying that you just didn't notice Piccadilly in it? I didn't <laughs> notice Piccadilly. And it gets enough love. So when you write about, uh, you know, I've been writing about movies for a long time, dealing with the movie scene, and so have you. Yeah. It's just Dark Knight fans are monsters. So I just don't like giving Dark Knight love. It's a great, wonderful film. It deserved to make the box office. It deserved to get the Oscar nominations. In its own right, it's it's everything a superhero movie can be. It just gets so much love, it makes me want to barf. And I would watch Fast and Furious 6 14 times before I watch Dark Knight. All right. I, I, I disagree with you with that, but that that's fine. I For me, The Dark Knight is number one on this whole list of my favorite movies of, of the, the six here, by far. But that's just because I think it's the best superhero movie ever made. Yeah. But all right, that's, I mean, yeah, but that's that's like, what I love about movie reviewing. Everyone has their opinions. Everyone's able to, you know, if, if you're able to have a dialogue and you're able to to discuss things, then it's not a big deal. You know, we're, we're, I mean, we don't have to start throwing oysters at each other, uh, you know, across uh, across the globe. <laughs> if I could hit you with an oyster that I threw, I would put it in a bubble wrap because I wouldn't want the oyster to directly hit you. <laughs> but if I could throw an oyster that far, I'm just not allowed to eat it. Yeah. I'm allowed to touch it. Yeah, so I would put it in bubble wrap in like a Ziploc bag and then throw it. Because I always I, I could cut you, and I just don't want that happening. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You have anything else to say about uh, minute one seventeen? No, it's um, I, I I had a lot of fun with it. I was going to throw some gags in there, but we still have three more episodes, so I'll save those. But yeah, I dig it, and I had fun talking about it, and that was a great hat catch. I'm never going to not see that now. But no, this it's is like fun. the stormtrooper. It's like the stormtrooper banging his head. Don't. You're never gonna not. See oh, it's it. beautiful. And the guy in Casino Royale sweeping, not like he's completely yes. missing the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. 
And and I think in in one of the one of the Batman movies, which one was it? Uh, Batman Forever, where uh, uh, Alfred moves after he's been knocked out. <laughs> they knock him on the ground, and then he like moves over because he missed this spot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. All right. So why don't you once again tell everyone how they can get in touch with you, Mark? Yeah, just movies, films, and flicks. Movies, films, and FLIX, and Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. Check me out there. All right. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast that you might be using to listen to this show. You can contact me by Twitter at GreatEscapeMXM. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our email is TheGreatMinute at gmail.com. And our website is TheGreatEscapeMinute.com. So until tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho.